0: okay, it's good to see here. Now, just so y'all know, I taught her how to do that. (laughs) That was very pretty. That was a very lovely, nice song. And, uh, but, uh, just, uh, I I just want to say something before I get into my message, because my message goes along with this. I had a phone call the other day from a girl. Her name is Christina Colorado. Uh, She's been here to church before, and uh, it is Betty Luna's grandson and his wife. They live out here between Chico and Sunset, and I got a call that uh, in the hospital with uh, this virus, with this COVID-19. And... They was gonna have to put him on a respirator. He was not doing good at all. Christina called me and telling me about it, and I just said, "Pray." And we prayed. About two days later, she called and said, "Bill, they didn't have to put him on the respirator. Said he started breathing." He's doing real good. I got a call yesterday and he's out back to work and doing good and she said to tell the church thank you so much for all of your prayers. She says I know they work. Something I asked her though I said when we pray I said I want to ask you a question. Do you believe in the power of healing of Jesus Christ? And she said, Bill, I do. I said, okay, that's what I wanted to hear. And then we prayed. Today, my sermon, it's entitled, if you looked at your bulletin, healing is for everyone, but everyone will not be healed. Why? Sometimes we have to search our soul, search down deep as to, What do we really believe? Do we believe in the power of prayer? Do we believe that Jesus Christ can heal? That He will heal? That He wants to heal? The answer is yes, Jesus wants to heal. He wants us all to be healthy. He wants us all to be well. He wants us all to prosper. He wants us to do this. But you know, a whole lot of what takes place in our own life depends upon us. Just like it did back then when he walked this earth right there in person. If you'll notice, some got healed, some didn't. Some of those that got healed, he made a comment. It was their faith. He said, According to your faith you have been made well or you've been healed. So this here, the healing is still in effect today. God is still healing today. I've got people in here right now that can verify this. That God has touched them. That He has brought them out of hospitals. He's brought them out of just different places to where they were not in good shape. I've seen cancer healed. I've seen heart troubles healed. I've seen a lot of things take place in the hospitals that God has done. And I guess that's one reason I enjoyed the hospital so much was I got to see God's miracles take place. You know, when you see something, it makes a lot of difference on the inside of you, as to what you believe. I do not doubt God's healing power. I know that God is still healing today. I know that God's Word says that He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I know that God's Word says, I am the Lord God and I change not. So what He did then, He is still doing today except He's doing it from heaven. Do y'all realize there is no distance for God's Word to work? There's no distance. There's no problem. God can speak from heaven and it happens wherever He wants it to happen. He says, my Word goes forth from my mouth and does not return to me void, but it accomplishes that which I sent it out to do. God just has to simply speak the word but he when he speaks that word he looks at us do you believe do you believe that when I speak this word that what I speak is going to take place well the Bible tells us it does over in Isaiah chapter 55 I think it's about verse 8 no I think it's verse 11 it's in right in that area uh, But he says, whatever I speak does does not return to me void. It accomplishes that which I spoke and told my word to do. He gave an order. He gave a command. And I'll tell you what, when God gives a command, his word will obey. Everything will obey when God gives a command. And he directs that command to that subject. Uh, here in First Peter two twenty four, it says, "Jesus, who himself bore our sins in his own body." We all know that when he went to the cross, he took up uh, to the cross. Christ took our sins upon himself. Our sins were put on his own body, and as he hung on that tree, it says that we, having died to sin. When Christ died to sin and we accepted accepted Christ, our sins died with Christ, or, or should have. We might live for righteousness. For Christ's righteousness. Not ours, because we don't have any righteousness. We live by the righteousness of Christ. It's Christ's righteousness that's on us. God looks, He does not see our righteousness. He sees Jesus' righteousness on us. When Je- Jesus traded His righteousness to us for our sins, He simply took our sins and gave us His righteousness. He gave us His forgiveness. It only says, "For by whose stripes we healed." Now, did y'all notice that we were healed? We're not. We may be healed. Oh, someday we might be healed. But he said, we were healed. It depends on your faith and how strong your faith is as to when the healing takes place. And it might be a while now because your faith might not have been strong enough right at the time. But as you get into the Word of God and you read the Word of God and read the Word of God, matter of fact, the Word of God, over in uh, Romans 17, uh, it says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. The more you hear the Word of God, the stronger our faith should grow. Remember, God's Word is the inspired Word of God. He sent that Word to us to lift us up, to give us faith in Him and what He can do in our life. Can you imagine what, what this world would be like? It's bad enough, even with God here. But without God, and you know, that's coming. During the Great Tribulation, God's presence will not be on earth. The Holy Spirit will not be here. There will be nobody controlling Antichrist. Or does he will complete freedom to do what he chooses to do? Can you imagine what that's going to be like? And I was reading too one day about the rapture. It said when the rapture happens, every Christian, every believer, will leave this earth and go with Jesus back to heaven. You know what that's saying? Every single Christian living on this earth will vanish. They will leave this earth and go back to heaven. That includes all your police officers, all everybody that's in law enforcement that takes care of us, that protects us, our armed forces, if they are Christians, they leave. Can you imagine what this world is going to be like without any police officers to to take care of us? And a lot of people don't think about that. Social workers and most We're not going to be here. There's going to be so much to take place. But not every one of us, we're talking about healing. I just got off for a minute. I just want to tell you that so you wouldn't forget. Uh, it says, uh, not everyone received healing even under Jesus' ministry. Some of those that came to Jesus, they did not receive a healing. It's not that he couldn't do it, but they didn't allow him to do it because of their. Faith. It says there was times when everyone to see Jesus, they received, and there were times when very few received. So what made the difference? It took place that some received and didn't. It's mentioned in the Bible is a person's faith over and over tells us according to your faith if they had faith and truly believed in Jesus he would be, they would be healed I said he, they, whoever it was man, woman, child, whatever if they would be healed they received their healing if they did not have faith they simply were not healed they were not healed if they did not have the faith when people did not receive healing From Jesus, it was always because they did not have faith. He was there. His his power was there to heal. But they rejected that power through unbelief. Matter of fact, over in the Old Testament, it says, Israel kind of quenched the work of God in their life because of unbelief. You know, Israel... All that he had done for them. All the messes that he had got them out of. The blessings that he put up on them. And then they began to worship false idols. They began to forget about God. God punished them. Just like when the tribulation comes, he's going to be punishing the ungodly. Now, just as he did his own people Israel when they became disobedient and when they wouldn't listen to him. It's coming. We just have to be ready, have Jesus Christ in our heart, believe in Him, and be ready, because when that rapture happens, it's going to be so fast. It says it's like the twinkling of an eye. You know what a twinkling of an eye is? It is nothing but a simple blink. That's, the twi- that's how fast everything is going to happen. You know, that's, that's going to be something. You're really not even going to realize what's happened, because as soon as it happens, you're going to be in heaven. It's not a sight-seeing trip. You're going to be in heaven immediately. It's just like when this body dies. It says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. When this body dies, immediately, this spirit on the inside of you, if you're a Christian and you believe, you go and be with the Lord Jesus Christ. The body stays here in a grave, but your spirit is in heaven. And one day, When he comes back, that spirit's going to come back with him. When the dead in Christ rise, that spirit will come back with Jesus. That spirit will go back into that body. And that body will rise again with that spirit. And it says then, on the way to heaven, it will receive what is called its glorified body. It's a glorified body. What is a glorified body? That is the same body that Christ had after his resurrection. The same body. It's going, to be, it's going to live for all eternity. Forever and ever and ever. You know, Jesus has made plans for his people to be with him forever. Those that are not his people, those that don't believe, they've got a place forever. And it's simply called the lake of fire. You know, and I've had people tell me and ask me. I know I've told you this before, but it's it just people say, "If your God is so loving, why would He send somebody to hell?" I just simply tell them, He didn't send anybody to hell. You sent yourself. You had a choice, and you wouldn't accept Jesus, so you made the choice to spend all eternity in hell. When you went to hell, God just simply said yes to your plan to go to hell. You know, I've heard people joke and laugh about it and say, boy, I'll be glad when I die because I'm going to go to hell and we're going to party, party, party. What a misconception they've got. They're going to burn, 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 but they'll never dissolve. They'll always stay in that condition and they will burn forever. You know, he said, "Well, that's not very pleasant." No, it's not pleasant. It sure isn't. I don't even like to talk about it. But people have to know about it. They have to know what God's plans are. That He has made provision for eternal life with Him. Or if you don't believe in Him and His Son Jesus Christ, He's made provision that if you choose, notice, I said, you choose. It's your choice whether you go to heaven or whether you go to hell. You can't blame God. He's give you the choice. Make the right choice. Choose Jesus. You know, when people did not receive, I, I don't know if God just keeps directing me in a different direction here, so I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but when people did not receive healing from Jesus, like I said a while ago, it was always because of their faith. This is a question we're most asked, and it's a tough one. It says, was it always because they did not have faith? I read that wrong. When people did not receive their healing from Jesus, was it because of their faith? I said it was because of their faith. But there's some other things that's going to take place in here. And like I said, this is a tough question. And you have to really kind of look through it and search it. The truth is sometimes... We don't know why a person does not receive a healing, but God does. But God does, and two, it could be. Y'all remember over in Hebrews in verse uh, in Hebrews nine, verse twenty-seven. For it is appointed unto man once to die, then the judgment. Maybe that person did not receive a healing simply because this was their appointed time to go be with the Lord. We don't think about that. We don't think about it. But but what about them? Are are they okay? Yes, if they're with Jesus, they are great. They're better off than you are. What does it say? There's no more tears. There's no more pain. There's no more sorrow. There's no more death. There's no more sadness in, in a person. All that's gone. It's been erased. You don't have that anymore. You're not living like that anymore, like you are here on this earth. If you'll think about it, every one of us goes through sadness, we go through sorrow, we go through pain, we go through hurt. And another thing, there's no more death. So heaven's a lot better place than what we've got right here. And uh, But that could be one of the reasons that it was time for this person to go home. And notice I said... In Hebrews 9.27 it says for it is appointed unto man once to die then the judgment. If you are a Christian, you don't have to worry about that judgment because you was judged at the cross when you said yes to Jesus Christ you were judged and found not guilty. You're saved and you're going to go to heaven. And there's a couple other reasons as I got to thinking about. I said, now, what could be some of the other reasons that Jesus did not answer their request for healing. You know, and it's the same reason that a lot of times our prayers are not heard and not answered. And we don't think about it. It could be unconfessed sin. We may have something inside of us that we hadn't confessed to Jesus Christ. It might be what a lot of the people call it a secret sin. It's a sin that you've held on to that you didn't get rid of. Sin separates us from God. When we're separated from God, He doesn't hear us. He doesn't hear our prayer. The only prayer He's going to hear is, Father, I've really messed up. There's sin in my life and I want to confess it to you and I want to get rid of it. I want to accept your Son, Jesus Christ, fully as my Lord and as my Savior. Jesus, and then God says, So be it, my child. Your sins are forgiven. That sin is now gone. That sin is now gone. Or, could it be something else? Could it be unforgiveness? Have you failed to forgive somebody for something? And you're still holding a grudge? You're still mad at them? You want to even consider forgiveness? What did Jesus say? If you will not forgive others, I cannot forgive you. That's what forgiveness means to Jesus. He said, if you can't forgive, I can't forgive you. And if we'll fight, some of our sins may be a whole lot worse than what that person did to us in their, in, 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 in their sin, and we hadn't forgiven them for it. Just think about what would be if Jesus didn't forgive us. That's what he's looking at. Look at what you've done, and I forgave you. So why can't you forgive them? That's what Jesus is looking at. You were forgiven, now you need to forgive. Because you were in bad a shape as they were. But yet I forgave you. One other reason disobedience to God that's what God is we're in trouble disobedience to God and not being faithful not being faithful God blesses obedience God curses disobedience when we're disobedient God doesn't hear our prayers our prayers are not answered. When we have unconfessed sin, we're separated from God. Our prayers are not answered. Unforgiveness. He says, if you don't forgive, then I can't forgive you. There's a number of things that we have to watch out in our life. And God wants to forgive every one of it. We just simply have to be obedient to His Word and forgive those who have hurt us who have used us? Who have said things about us that wasn't true? I think we probably all had that happen to us. I know I have, and I carried some disobedience. I mean, excuse me, some unconfessed sin for a while. But as I got to reading and studying, I said, "God, I've got to come to you and repent. I've got to forgive this person." I did. And you know, when I forgave that person, it's just like a weight was lifted up. It was off of me. I felt a freedom that I had not felt before. Because every time I saw that person, I got angry. I didn't want to see them. I didn't want to talk to them. I didn't want to be around them. Because every time that I would get around that person, Satan hit me right here. Hey, remember what that guy did to you? Man, I wouldn't mess with him. I wouldn't talk to him. I'd never forgive that. But you have to. You have to. You have to forgive in order to be forgiven. God has made it so simple. You know, he didn't say, Well, now, if you don't forgive, I I may look at it and still forgive you. No, he said, If you don't forgive, I cannot forgive you. So forgiveness is something very important that we need to really get in our life. And sometimes we don't want to forgive. The hurt's there. it, 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 It hurts so much that we don't want to forgive. And you know the only way you're really going to truly forgive? If God allows you to forgive. When God touches you to forgive, then you can do it. You can do it. Believe me, you can do it. But disobedience to God in the person's life too, like I said, you can't be disobedient to God. He's given us His Word. And in Deuteronomy chapter 28, it gives us about two pages. The first page is His Blessings. If you will be obedient and obey my word, these blessings shall come upon you. Then God starts naming these blessings. As he goes through it, then you go down a little bit further and they end, and he says, But if you are disobedient, then these curses shall come upon you. The curses that come up on us were just the opposite of the blessings. In other words, the blessings were there, God removed them, and he's not blessing us anymore. We're struggling. We're going through them on our own. But when we are obedient, God blesses us. You know, it said, uh, like I said a while ago, sometimes we don't understand why a person's not healed. I don't think I gave this to David, but in Deuteronomy chapter 29, Verse 29, it tells us something. It says, The hidden things belong to the Lord. In other words, there's some things that are hidden that we haven't been told and only the Lord knows why. But He knows. So, if you're praying for healing and it's not happening, what you need to do is ask the Lord Lord why he don't mind you asking him why you mean it's okay if I ask God why yes it is Jesus asked him why remember when he was on the cross Lord my God why have you forsaken me sometimes we may him feel forsaken Jesus felt forsaken and he asked why have you forsaken And Christ knew why he'd forsaken him. Because he had to in order. why Why did God forsake Jesus? Because all the sins of the world had been poured out on Jesus. And what did I just say a while ago? God cannot look upon sin. God couldn't even look at his own son on that cross because of the world's sin that was on him. He had to turn his face from his own son. That had never happened. And it'll never happen again. But he did this for us. He did it for us. So that we could have eternal life, so that we could be saved, so that we could be blessed. So that we can know God as Father. That's why all this took place. You know, there's one time in the Bible mentions why people did not receive healing. There's two places, actually. The one I'm going to look at is Matthew 13, 58, and the other one is Mark 6, 5 through 6. But they say approximately the same thing, so I'm just going to look at Mark. I mean, excuse me, at Matthew, chapter 13, verse 58. And it says. And he did, not, he did not do many works there because of their unbelief. He couldn't do nothing. He couldn't do it because of their unbelief. They would not receive. When you don't believe something, it's hard for you to receive it in it. You got a, you got a salesman who comes to your door. He's selling you something. He's making all these fantastic claims. But she said, hi, I don't believe he can do that. I don't believe that. And you say, no, I don't want it. It's kind of what you're doing to God. You're saying, well, I don't know whether to believe it or not. I don't know. I just don't want it. I don't want to mess with it. That's just fine. Fine. That's your choice. And the reason here given again is unbelief. Unbelief. This is something that Jesus really looks like is unbelief. You know, I guess I I got to thinking, why is Jesus so stuck on this unbelief? Because of all the pain, the suffering, and everything he went through to save us, and then we don't believe it. He says, that ain't going to get it, folks. He says, either you believe or you will not receive. Either you believe or you will not receive. You know, Jesus did not mention, a while ago, you know, what, is, uh, what causes unbelief? Jesus did not mention anything about the will of God or anything else. He simply said, unbelief. He didn't say, oh, it just wasn't God's will to heal you. He said, no, you didn't get healed because you didn't believe. And when someone did receive from the Lord, a while ago, when I go, I say, we hear Jesus praising their faith. He said, your faith has made you whole. Your faith in me and that I could do this healing has made you whole. Jesus was so pleased with their faith. He healed them. And He's still healing you today. You know, I want you to just say, everybody knows this Scripture. It's probably the most quoted scripture in the Bible, but it's John 3.16. Well, Bill, what are you you doing quoting us John 3.16 and you're talking about healing? John 3.16 has a lot to do with healing. And we don't realize it. It says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever, whosoever believed in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. Now this verse is saying that God loves everybody. For God so loved the world. That's everybody. He loved the world. He loves you. He loved the people, even the sinners. He loved them. He didn't like to sin, though. But now, you know, it says, this verse says that God loves everybody. But Listen. God's salvation is only for those who believe in His Son Jesus. He loves everybody, but His salvation is only for those who believe in Jesus. It's not for the sinners, it's not for the unbeliever. You have to believe in order to receive God's salvation. Do y'all realize what salvation goes with? Listen to this. Faith is required for salvation and everything associated with it. Faith is part of salvation and faith is also required for healing. And healing is part of salvation. When Jesus died on that cross and shed His blood, He also died and shed His blood and by His stripes you are healed. But it all comes in faith. You have to believe. Like I said, salvation is only for those who believe. If you don't believe, you can't obtain salvation. And a lot of us don't understand that. We don't think about it. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son. And for all of those who believe, they shall not perish. What does perish mean? Perish means to be separated from God for all eternity. That's hell. It says, but he who believes in Jesus shall not perish but have eternal life. They can have salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. That's where our healing comes. Belief in Jesus Christ, and that he can do it and that he will do it. And it said, and I said it a while ago, but again, how do we receive faith? How do we receive faith? The Bible says that faith, is, faith comes from God and it comes from hearing and hearing the spoken word of God. In Romans 10, 17, it says, So then faith comes by hearing and hearing The Word of God. The more you hear the Word of God, like I said a while ago, the more that Word should enter into you, the more it should inspire you, the more it should lift your faith, and you should believe and not question what God's Word says. Just say, yes, God, you said it, and I believe it. That's what God wants us to do. He wants that kind of faith. He said it, and we believe it, and we're not doubting it. That's the whole Bible. Do y'all realize that? That's the whole Bible. Faith comes from hearing and believing God's Word and then acting upon God's Word. Over in James it says, do not just be hearers of the Word, but be the doers of the Word. If you don't do what you hear, you're not, you're not accomplishing nothing. You have to do it. You have to do it. You have to do what God says to do. And you know, Healing is God's will for every single one of us. He wants us to be healed. Jesus never turned anyone away. Anybody come to Him, He never turned them away. He healed them. He rose. They rose from the dead. You know, it's just like uh, Lazarus. He rose from the dead. It's just like the widow named Son. Jesus, He rose from the dead. Uh, The centurions, uh, excuse me, the, 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 the... Oh, the guy's kid. You know, the one that died, Jesus raised her. Yeah. You know. But two, think about something. Every single person that Jesus raised from the dead had to die again. They had to die again. They had to die again. again. Because some did not receive God's healing he did not stop ministering to them. Just because they didn't receive it, he didn't quit telling them about God. You know, I've run into that. I've heard this and heard this. I say, well, let's talk about it one more time and see if you can receive it. If you can receive it, you can be healed. But too many people want to avoid hearing the Word of God because it brings them under conviction. I've had people... Boy, that sermon you brought me today, boy, you really brought me under conviction. I said, good. You know who's convicting you? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is tapping you on the shoulder. Hey, did you hear that? Did you know he's talking about you? But notice, I said he brings conviction, not condemnation. He will convict you to make you think and to make you repent and to make you come back to Jesus if you kind of wandered away a little bit. He does not condemn you. The Holy Spirit does not condemn anyone, but He will convict you and make you think about what's going on in your life. You know, in Acts, chapter 10, verse 38 says, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. He filled Him so full of the Holy Spirit. And with power who went about doing good and healing now listen healing all not a few not some but all that were oppressed of the devil in other words he said he healed all who would believe and that were oppressed of the devil you know the devil wants to come against you so bad he wants to take you away from Jesus he wants to pull you away from Jesus I know we've said it and said it but in John chapter 10 verse 10 for Satan comes but to steal kill and to destroy that's what he come for but then, but then Jesus says but I have come that you may have life and have it abundantly overflowing life that's what abundance is overflowing so faith for healing today is available but receiving healing, it's really it's harder than what most many than what most people think it is, because faith in God requires total honesty to God. Be honest with God. Confess all of your sin. Don't try to hold nothing back. Whenever David committed his sin, he said. I confessed it all. I held nothing back. And he set me free. Kind of paraphrasing, but that's what David was saying. When I I confessed everything, God set me totally free, forgave me of my sin, and restored me back to him. And that's what he'll do to us. He will restore you back. You know, faith in God requires, like I said, total honesty. Don't beat around the bush. God knows what you've done. Tell him what you've done. Be honest with God, and God will touch you. He'll heal you. He'll give you faith that you didn't even know you had. You mean I can ask for faith? Sure, you can ask for faith. Remember the little boy that kept falling in the fire and the devil's trying to drown him and everything else? And Jesus told his servants to pray, or his disciples. And they said, and and, and that man said, Well, they prayed for my son, but they couldn't heal him. What did Jesus say? He looked at his disciples that had walked with Jesus all this time and said, Oh, you of little faith. Talking to his disciples. They'd seen Jesus' miracles, wonders, signs. They'd seen the things that Jesus done, But yet he said, Oh, you of little faith. And then, that little boy's father asked Jesus something. You said, Lord, help me with my faith. Give me that faith. Make my faith strong in you. I want the faith, Lord, that pleases you. That's what we all should want. Faith that pleases God. You know, and to get this kind of faith. You realize you have to fight the things of this world that comes against you. You have to fight against the things of the world that they're still trying to hit you with, that they're still trying to come against you with. And you know, the world will try to discourage you from following Christ. I read, there's a church out in, I think it was Jose, no, it's out in California. And it, yeah, San Jose, California. They find this church $55,000 for having an attendance on Sunday for having a, having a church meeting on Sunday that's out in California Satan is coming against the church he's doing everything he can to close those doors he don't want you here he don't want you hearing about God he don't want you to hear about how much God loves you. He don't want you to hear what God wants to do in your life. He does not want you to hear how God wants to bless you. And he certainly don't want you to hear that the reason he came was to kill, steal, and destroy. That's a secret. Nobody's supposed to know that. But that's why he came. You know, I going to say something. It was like this. Just like this when Jesus walked the earth when He was here. All the problems, all the troubles, Jesus went through what we're going through. But Jesus had a secret. He knew who the Father was. Do you know who the Father is? Is He your Father? Is Jesus your Lord? And is He your Savior? Are you trusting in Him? You know, and I'll say it like this. You know, many people say, well, I've been prayed for and prayed for, and I haven't been healed. If Jesus could not get everybody healed, then why are we surprised that we don't? They simply don't have the faith to believe. I talked to a guy it's been quite a while ago at the hospital, and I'd ask him, I said, can I pray for you? He said, I've been prayed for so many times and ain't nothing happened. I said, well, let me ask you a question. Do you want anything to happen? Do you want something to happen? Do you want to be healed? Do you like coming to the hospital? Do you like being stuck? Do you like these IVs going in you? Are you happy with that? He kind of looked at me, well, no. I said, then why can't you believe in the power of healing and give Christ a shot at your life? He looked at me, and all of a sudden it was tears. He said, "Let's pray." Took out my oil. I oh, always carry that oil with me, don't I, Pat? And I anointed him, and I prayed over him. And the whole time I was praying, he had tears just a flowing. Do you know? He was healed. He said, I know there's a God. I said, don't ever forget it. I never saw him again, never talked to him again, but I do know that he knows there is a God. Sometimes we have to work on people. Sometimes it's hard to be nice. You just have to tell them the truth. And y'all know I'm going to tell you the truth if I do tell you the truth, it's only because I love you. Because I want you to know the truth. But we should never quit trying and praying and telling others about Jesus, His gift of life, His eternal salvation, and His healing. If you're here today and you need a touch from Jesus Christ to help your faith, to restore your faith, (coughs) <coughs> just to give you more of a ooh, to go out and talk to people. A lot of people are, don't even want to bring up Jesus Christ when they're talking to somebody. Well, I don't know what they think. Truly, I don't care what they think. I care what he thinks though. I care what he thinks. Because I'm one day I could stand before him and he say. You remember that time you was in Walmart and that guy come up to you and y'all was talking and you didn't even tell him about me and you had the opportunity? Uh, Yeah, Lord, it seems like since you've reminded me, I do remember that. No, I don't want that. I want him to look at me, hold out his arms to me and say, Welcome home, good and faithful servant. That's what I want. Do you want that? Do you want him to hold out his arms to you and say, welcome home, good and faithful servant. I love you. I forgive you. You're blessed. And I've got your mansion already built. If you're here today and you need a touch from God or you just need prayer or you just need to come up to the altar and pray, give God thanks for what He's done for you, for what He's done for your family, and how how His hand is on you and blessing you. You know, sometimes we fail to thank God for blessing us. We forget about it. Oh, we pray, oh God bless me, oh Lord God, I need it, I need it. And He comes, kind of like those ten lepers. Nine of the ten never even said thank you. Tell God thank you. And let Him know that you love Him and you appreciate it, and you are his servant. So I'm going to ask the band to come up, if they will, and play, and if you're here today, if you need a touch from God, if you need prayer, you just want to come up here and get on your knees before God and say, God, I love you, and I thank you for everything that you've done for me. We've got altars right here. And I'll tell you what, God will hear your voice. He will hear you. So if you're here today, please come up as the band plays and just whatever you need, God's here to supply your needs according to His riches in Jesus Christ.